As a kid, have you ever wondered how to make your ideas come to life? Welcome to Spark, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. Tune in weekly to hear great ideas. Wouldn't it be great if we could sell all of these toys and make money, and then use that money to bring books to the kids in India? It's about passion. Well, whatever your passion is, just keep following it. If A nine-year-old like me could follow my passion. Anybody could do it. I started following my passion when I was three and a half. It's about taking risks, especially as a middle schooler. Is you have to recognize that you have more time and more ability to take risks than anyone else. And it's about knowing how to deal with no's. I have a saying that says no is just an abbreviation for next opportunity. And so after every no, after every ten no's. You're still gonna get a yes. It can be a simple yes. It can be a really big yes. Listen to real stories about the impact you can create as a kid. I truly believe that anyone at any age can make a difference.、Um, you know, if you would have asked me and my parents if little five-year-old Catherine would have continued、uh, her fundraising efforts for so so many years and made such a big impact, we would have said, "What are you talking about? Like, there's no way that's gonna happen." And also encouragement from other kids to pursue your dreams and giving back. You're never too young or too old to start a business, or you're never too young or too old to give back to charity because it's very helpful for the kids in need. All kinds of real stories about kids and adult creators who have made real impact in the world. If you want to be inspired, subscribe to Spark. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spark. I am the host Lee. It is my greatest pleasure to invite Jamaria Crump, a kid entrepreneur from Baltimore, Maryland, who started Lemontopia. So Jamaria is known for her lemonade that offers more than twenty flavors and also the desserts that she actually baked herself. She has been reported on Baltimore Magazine, Baltimore Sun, and many other media's. So hey, Jamaria. So thank you so much for being here. Can you say hi to everyone and also introduce yourself and your business? Hello, my name is Jamaria Crump, and I own Lemontopia, which is a lemonade and dessert bar, a pop up, a pop up lemonade and dessert bar. I go around to different festivals and different citywide events in Baltimore City. And thank you for having me today. That's wonderful. Yeah. So. Uh, I guess to begin with, would love to know more about, like, say, your family background. Where do you live, and、uh, what city? I we knew that it's in Baltimore, but you mentioned, you know, a lot of different places where you go. So, can you first tell us about, like, a little bit about your mom and your dad, and maybe how they have influenced you in a way that made you wanted to open this lemonade stand? Well, my mom stood beside me, but. She owns a business, a company called Make Space for Kids, and it's an organization that's trying to get the word of the word out about more kid entrepreneurs and host host events for kid entrepreneurs. And she does this also one every year called Jingle Ball. She does it around Christmas time, and she's just really awesome with that business. And then my sister, her name's Shazara. She's eleven, and she owns a company called By Shazara, where she does different things. She does slime. Snowballs, all different arts and crafts, or different things she does around the summertime for festivals. Also, that's really cute. Yeah, that's great. Yeah.、Uh, so, tell us a little bit about your hometown. Where do you live, and what do you usually do in the area? 
Okay. So I live in Baltimore, as we said. I live in Bella Edison, um, around around Bella Edison, around Heron Run Park. And some of my favorite things to do there are go community camping. They have that about two or three times a year in Heron Run. Um, also like to do different events at like Montebello, just in my neighborhood or Furley Elementary School. They're all in Bella Edison. And I like to do events with them. They're very fun and have a lot of stuff to do. And I also like just going to the park, going hanging around the neighborhood, sometimes having picnics and things like that. That's great. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I'm having starting a garden to like make different lemonade flavors. So I have started a garden in my backyard with different flavored things as herbs such as mint and basil, trying to make grow more natural food flavors and bring them to the community and let let people see different flavors and try new things. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful because you grow your own garden and now you can use like locally grown actually ingredients to make your own lemonade. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. So how old are you now and what grade do you go to? I'm 12 years old now and I'm going to seventh grade next year. Got it. Seventh grade. Yeah. And so in school, what kind of, I guess, subjects do you like most? My most, my favorite subjects are in school are math, history, and um, world culture. World culture. Yes. Yes. That's great to hear. Yeah. Great. Knowing a little bit about your background now, I would love to know about your business, Lemontopia. So when did you exactly started your first, I guess, lemonade stand? And can you tell us a little bit story about that? So my first lemonade and dessert stand I did was three years ago. It was at my elementary school, Goldman's Elementary. And it was a bake sale, a community, um, a school bake sale where I just wanted to do like the little normal kid lemonade stand that I had been asking my mom to do for a couple of years. But there I came and but they were telling me no because it's a bake sale. So I could do lemonade and a bake item, but just not lemonade because it wasn't necessarily a baked good. So then I started coming up with the different lemon flavored um, dessert and snack ideas. And back then I had did candies too, like lemon, lemon lime rock candies and different candies. Now, I kind of got gotten away from the candies and focused more on the lemonade and dessert. But that's my first big event that I had did. Got it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So that's why actually you have dessert in your business because you started in the very beginning. Yeah, it's already in your business. Yeah, ideas. So I, I also learned from the news that your mom actually didn't want you to start a lemonade to begin with. And it took you like almost one or two years to convince her. Tell us about that. Yes, it was kind of irritating. She didn't really want to want me to do a lemonade stand because she didn't want to have the responsibility to be all hers because I guess as most kids, it would basically just be a thing where your parents help you out and you're kind of the face of the business. Obviously, you're just a little neighborhood stand. But I guess I was thinking kind of beyond that and I kept pushing it and kept pushing it. And finally, she was like, fine, it's a school event. So and she was probably realizing that I, I really enjoyed the cook. So she was allowing me just supervising me, make sure, you know, make sure I wasn't going to cut myself with a knife or burn myself or anything. And she started to realize it's something we really should do because I was taking responsibility and stepping up for what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's great. And as a business owner, like you can pay your mom actually to help you out, like in all a variety of things. Yeah, which is amazing, I think. So, okay, so when you first launched, I guess, your lemonade stamp, besides uh, that school event you have participated, like, um, 
Where did you launch the very first, I guess, lemonade stand? And when you first start out, how do you choose a location, like as to where to sell your lemonade and all the desserts? Well, besides the school event, one of my big, the biggest first ones was handmade holidays. I did around the first year I started Lemonitopia, which was 2016-15, maybe. Handmade holidays was one of the bigger ones I participated in. Like I said, the school one was the very first one, and the way I pick like pick my venues and place the vend at is like local places mostly or big events, things I think will be fun, and I'll have a good family crowd, to a, a good crowd that's attracting, and pe- also people that have helped me out and helped me out starting my business. Obviously, I like to give back to them and vend at, at events that they have, and just citywide events, people that contact me or if I see it on like Instagram or on social media that somebody's having an event, I could reach out to them and ask them like, hey, could I be a vendor here if I think it would be a good spot for me to sell? I also like to sell at some of the places I would like to sell in my, um, in Baltimore is Why Not Lot. I like to sell, I like to vend there. I also vend in Bella Edison, like I said, where I live at. Dovecote Cafe, I've been there on every other Saturday of the month and at Cross Street Farmers Market. Like places like that, I would like to. I like the vent. There's a lot of different places, yeah, and you have participated a lot of events and just different activities and become a vendor, yeah, which is pretty amazing, I guess. Which ones are the are your favorite locations, I guess, so far? Um, it would be kind of hard to pick just one of my favorite locations, but a few of them, like I had said, are Dovecote Cafe and Farms. Um, Whitelock Farm is one of my favorite ones to vend at. Um, and places like that. I just like community, community type events. So places where I can nice. bring the new flavors. Like I said, try different different ingredients such as basil, pomegranate basil lemonade stuff people haven't heard of. Because one of my biggest inspirations was Mr. Dorian from um, Neapol. He had a cardamom lemonade, and I really didn't know what cardamom was. And he was explaining how he made the cardamom lemonade and put different different flavors that people hadn't really wouldn't really think about to put in lemonade and that kind of inspired me to do it also so I like going to different farm events where I can see like new things like I didn't know there was a such thing as watermelon radish now I make a lemonade flavor out of that different things I can experience different fruits and vegetables to put them into different lemonades I always like to vend at places like that got it yeah so just places allow you to do a lot of experiment and also have your own kind of ingredients yeah make some new like flavors and that can attract a new group of audience yeah so you actually go to these different places and and sometimes I guess it's hard to uh, enter as a vendor and it might be competitive because a lot of people wanted to sell at a certain events and stuff so how do you reach out to the different um, locations and I guess events and do you usually get contacted by people or is it most of the time you have to do this kind of um yeah, effort yourself. You have to reach out to them and then ask them and also get approved and everything. Well, definitely in the beginning, it was more of me reaching out to people because I had to get my name out there. But now that I have a bigger following on like social media, I will most sometimes get people reaching out to me or also my mom. She manages, um, she will manage stuff like that. So like emails, reaching out to people, asking them could I vend, she would manage that. But I do see sometimes people will contact me for vending opportunities. Now, 
that I have a bigger following on social media. But in the beginning, it was like asking for vending opportunities. And sometimes it's kind of the kid factor that I'm a kid that people would rather choose me over uh, other people, that they would rather choose the adults because they look at it as this is a kid product. So it's this is a kid thing. That's where my mom's business comes in as makes space for kids and kind of promotes for the kids to help them get more opportunities because we do have very good very good products and well-managed things. We just have to find the opportunity to be able to get them out there in the community and show people what we do have. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I can see that you are really devoted into this lemonade business because you yourself, I guess, spend a lot of time experimenting different flavors and you had more than 20 flavors available from Lemontopia right now. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about that and how do you usually research and experiment with new flavors? Well, so I normally come up with them, like I said, as different herbs and things. But one of my most, my craziest flavors is unicorn lemonade. Yes. And that is a magical, color-changing, noise-making lemonade with different um, flavors in it. It's a mixed-grade flavored lemonade with different things that make it change colors, make noise, and explode. Like the lemonade itself has a little topping I put on it that makes it pop. And it has different magical colors, like rainbow color. It changes colors when I put the syrup in. So things like that, just a kid, like different things in your imagination, I'm able to bring them through to life through that. I also have things that people wouldn't really think of. I have a cinnamon lemonade. I have an apple pie flavored lemonade that's warm. I've made something. Well, it was already made, but I put a different spin on it. I don't know if you heard of half and half, which is just iced tea and lemonade. But I've done different ones, like a mixed. Uh, a berry blast tea from Couples Tea House. I mixed it with the lemonade, and now I have a lemonade called the Perfect Melody. And so different things like that. I have a black lemonade, which Couples Tea House. I work with them a lot to make my half and halves. So they have a black tea, which I a black tea, which I use it to mix with my lemonade, and so I call it a black lemonade. Different things like that. They just come in my imagination, and I'm able to bring them to life through that. Um, like I said, watermelon radish, something I had never heard of. But like I'll ju- I can juice fruits and different vegetables and mix them into the lemonades and just things that people really haven't heard of. I'm able to bring them through life through lemonade. Yeah, that's amazing. I I feel like you really know your business because you have tried so many different flavors and you were able to actually experiment and also already like sell them, you know, through like to try t- test them with like audiences and also get feedbacks and improve on the um yeah events and after events which is amazing yeah so the unicorn flavored lemonade where did that idea came from and and how what what kind of like ingredients were you thinking about putting maybe it's a secret i don't know like you can tell me about yeah whatever level information you can yeah well at the time when i had first came out with it it was a thing it was another kid lemonade group called noisy lemonade and me and i was just it was kind of competitive because i would reach out to events and they would already have a lemonade vendor so I was kind of a competitive kid back then, and I was like, well, the lemonade doesn't really make noise. So I was trying to think of different things to make my lemonade different from other people's. So it wasn't really competitive because we had different different products. They they were the same product, but they were different. So I was trying to find ways to make it to make it very different. So that's how I came up with putting the topping on it to make it make noise and change colors. And that's the way I came up with that one. Okay, that's wonderful. Uh, so the next question is actually related to your bottle branded lemonade. So you have that bottle like uh, Lemontopia right, that's ready to sell that people can take away anytime, right? 
Uh, how did that come out? Can you tell me a little bit about the process and yeah, what's going on and everything? So, what? How did the bottles come about? It was basically people trying to order, so they would order. They wanted to order lemonade, and of course, I couldn't really make a cup of ice and deliver it to them because the ice would melt in the lemonade and it'll be watered down. So then we just basically got the idea to bottle it, and we could sell it. It would be easier so when we have multiple events at once, such as like next week, and we have about have about three events in one day. We could have somebody work one event, and they wouldn't have to like make the cups of ice and uh, use the lemonade get out the dispenser. They could just sell it bottled, and also we could deliver it to people. Like if they special order, we could make deliveries, or they could pick it up, and we could have it ready for them. And we wouldn't have to bring up the whole dispenser and do that process. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it is a definitely wonderful, I guess, step to move on to to get to the next level. Yeah, but in the process when you started, like, does it take a lot of efforts to, I guess, to make that happen? To be like to make the bottle brand、uh, lemonade. So it takes. It doesn't take that much, but it does takes more patience because you have to. Click the label on, put the label on, click the top on, make sure everything is sealed, make sure you do it in the facility, the correct facilities. And we got exposed to、uh, an awesome farmer named Farmer Nell, and he was able to take me to the food project and take me to a commercial kitchen where I'm able to make things easier to juice and things like that. Got it. Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. So,、uh, tell me a little bit about as a kid entrepreneur, how do you set your price for your lemonade, and also what is the kind of profit around your bottles or cups? You know, like lemonade. Yeah, it's it's okay if you think it's a secret. Yeah, but if it's not, or you think it's okay to share with other kids who wanted to maybe start a lemonade business. Yeah, maybe you can tell us a little more about that.、Yeah. Well, we could ease. We could do if it is a kids event, a fundraiser event. Our cups could be as low as one dollar, but places like Artscape, our cups could be as high.、Uh, we have jars, refillable jars that are seven dollars. You can bring them back to any event, and they're a one dollar refill, so they could be as high as seven. Or like how I said, fundraisers and kids events, they could be as low as one dollar. And we, when and of course, it's costly to have a business. You know, you have to. Buy your ingredients. You have to buy your this. You have to buy your um setup things. You need to set up your table, make it look pretty. But we make a good amount of money back from it. Got it. Yeah. And also, you have to put a lot of labor, you know, efforts into it, and that probably you don't yeah actually count into your expenses yeah because you're starting your businesses. So that is hard actually to to measure right to some point. So you just have to you can measure probably what you spend on the ingredients and also those materials you help to prepare for the the stand, but. A lot of things that are put in are not measurable to some point, right? So, how would you market it? I guess to attract people、uh, who are walking by, like say your stand. I I really think that you have amazing communication skills that you tell people exactly like you. I don't think you talk like an eleven or twelve year old girl. You know, you are like probably so much into your business that you have been talking about this like for a long time to many many people many many times. So, can you tell us like what are the ways you market to people, and also especially when you are at your stand, yeah, what would you say to people to to attract them to stop by and buy your overall product? Well, first thing you gotta make sure your stand is pretty, make sure it has appeal to it. So bright colors and pretty things like the jars with the fancy lids, people will buy it like it's like an eye store, so they will. They'll buy because of that, and then the different flavors. They'll look over and see pomegranate basil, and then they'll kind of make a face, sort of like, "Oh, that's 
different and then you'll offer them a sample and actually taste good. So then they'll come over and start asking you about your business. Make sure you're polite, friendly, and you're inviting. So talk to them. Make sure you're smiling and you're not <clears throat> out of it. And just make sure your stand is always clean. Never let there be like trash around or stuff like that. Yeah, that's wonderful. All amazing tips. So make sure, first of all, visually everything looks good. It's clean. It's beautiful. It's well prepared. And then you also offer samples to people so they can try. And when they are really into that flavor, they can buy it. And you, as the owner and also the the person stand behind your lemonade, always smile to them and also give them, I guess, any kind of. Need assist if they need anything, right? From you, that's amazing. Yeah, I I think wonderful lessons that you have learned. Yeah, and also you mentioned that that along the way there are a lot of people who actually help have helped you.、Uh, you also have mentors who probably can provide you different aspect into your business. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So for for like my actual cooking and baking things, my mentors are Chef Cat. Farmer now, and then for like the business side of things, my mentors would be Miss Mia from my my mentor for the business side of things is Miss Mia, and then my mom. She also is like a business mentor to me because she helped me like with social media and things like that, and finding events. And Miss Mia always helps me find events, and she's helped me made a business plan and different things like that. That's great. So basically, whatever you do, like at this point, definitely cannot leave out all the efforts and all the help from other people, right? Which is, I guess, which yeah, which is the fact for any kid entrepreneur, you know, at this point, yeah. Okay. Besides lemonade, because you also sell desserts, so I would love to to know about that aspect. So when did you started to learn how to cook, and what is your favorite dish to cook right now? Okay, so I'm I'm still learning how to cook. I learn something new every day about culinary arts and different things to use in the kitchen. Whether it's just、uh, from a whole new dish that I can make, or different seasonings, or a different tool to use, or like the different herbs, like I was talking about、um, basil, garlics, different things to grow, onions, different types of peppers, different types of radishes, fruits and vegetables. I'm still learning something new every day. And it's kind of hard to pick one of my favorite ones. My favorite types of dishes to、um, cook is baking, cause I just love mixing up the things, experimenting with all the different fruits and vegetables, spices. Like you really can't go wrong with baking. If it goes wrong, you can just try it again or add something different to it, put icing on it, make it look pretty. And you also get to showcase like decorating skills, skills, which that's still something I'm still learning, trying to work on. But you can like learn how to decorate cakes with different things, like strawberries, different ice. Things and fondants and things such as that. But two of my favorite things would to bake would have to be cheesecakes and cookies. Got it. Cheesecakes and cookies. Cookies. Yeah. So who brought you into this baking world to begin with? Well, the the first person I started baking with was my granddad. We will always bake brownies together. Brownies and peanut butter cookies were the things we used to bake together all the time. Even when I was very little, like very young, I can't even remember age. But- That's great, yeah. So similar, like your lemonade, you put a lot of efforts into experimenting different flavors, right? So now you offer a variety of desserts like peach lemonade pie, gluten-free key lime cake,、uh, lemon pie cookies, and even vegan desserts. So tell me, tell me, like, how do you actually decide what dessert to sell, and is it any different from selling lemonade? So different act. Up with the idea to do different lemon flavored desserts because of my brand, which is Lemontopia. So I was coming up with different citrus flavored desserts, such as key lime, lemon lime, 
and just lemon. And then I was thinking of like my lemonade. So I have strawberry lemonade. So I was like, oh, maybe I can make a strawberry lemonade cheesecake or a key lime cheesecake. But I had a lemon lime flavor. Or I had peach citrus, so I was thinking of new things like make a peach citrus lemonade cake. Or I had a unicorn lemonade, so then I came up with making a unicorn lemon spritzer cakes and different ideas like that just come to come to mind. Yeah. And then I just try them out in the kitchen and see what goes right, what goes wrong, and what I can do better next time. Yeah, that's amazing. So basically, the dessert and lemonade is kind of. Uh, supplement each other, also support each other in in some way, yeah. So, but is it easier to sell lemonade rather than dessert, or which one is relatively easier? Well, I don't think either one is easier. I think they're about the same. It's just um transporting the the desserts are probably easier because our dispensers are glass, so they um the dispensers sometimes break, and then we have to buy new ones and things like that. But other than that, I enjoy doing both of them so much that it's not really one that's easier. I'd rather do both of them than do just one of them. Yeah. And it also depends on the event and the venue and what type of crowd of people you think you're going to get. So things like that help you determine what I bring. So it depends on what kind of events you are going to. So sometimes you would prepare more lemonade than dessert. Sometimes it's more dessert than lemonade. Is that right? Yes, and also I have a line of lemonade called Fresh, which is lemonades um, made out of fruits and vegetables, no sugar at all. So, like, if I'm doing a vegan event or a healthy, a uh, healthy event, stuff like that, I will bring more flavors, such as those ones, like apple cucumber lemonade, citrus punch, watermelon radish lemonades, to events like that. Then I would to events at like a school because kids wouldn't aren't really interested in those things. So. I would still bring them to expose them to kids to like let them try different things, different vegetables and stuff like that and let them know that there's more out there that you could try different foods and grow your own food and start your own gardens and stuff like that. But if it's a big event about healthy and vegan, I will bring a lot more of those juices because I know that's what people are going to be going there for and that's what they're looking forward to. Got it. Yeah, that's amazing. You really know your business. Yeah, since you have been to so many events and also was vendors for, I guess, different locations and stuff. Can you tell me a little bit of maybe like some fun experience you had with some customers? Yeah, what are some memorable experiences you have? Well, some fun, some of the funner events I do have like concerts and be more club dance. And I love watching people like、um, be more club dance. Club dancing is one of my favorite styles of dance. So events like the one yesterday at Motorhouse at at Teenscape, events like those I really like to go see. Events like those, or with one of my、um, people who did my first interviews, Miss Shay, who did it on on.、Uh, A paper interview on me. She really likes the unicorn lemonade, so I love making that for her to see her reaction, just with her big smile when it, when I put the topping on and it pops everywhere and it explodes and things like that. That's great. Yeah. So looks like、uh, going to different events and become a vendor. It's actually part of the fun because you got to see different things or meet different people, and that's just like a fun experience overall for you, right? By doing this business. Yeah. So, what about like some challenges or difficulties along the year when you started Lemontopia? Yeah. So,、um, did you learn any lessons from it? And if there were, like, what are they? Can you share that with us? Okay. So, one of the biggest lessons I've learned that everything takes time. You need to be very patient and don't procrastinate. 
because the longer the longer you take to do it, like say I will have an event on a Sunday and I don't start preparing for the event until like a Saturday evening. That's not very. That's not giving myself myself enough time because I know I will need to do more more stuff than that. Then I'll end up wake having to wake up super early or go to sleep super late. And things they they take time. You can't rush the process because it will be ended up rushed, half done, or like. Like this happens to me multiple times, multiple times when I end up like burning cookies because I don't use a timer or I just, I just rush it and then they're underdone. So I have to restart the whole thing and make sure it's right because you can't serve somebody something raw or then you can't serve somebody burnt or crumbling and stuff like that. And also another lesson I have learned is support people who support you because you don't, you, it's, it's a good, you set a good name for yourself when, if somebody is donating things for me to juice and I can go back and return them or, um, help them and help different places, help out other people. Like if there's a food desert, I can go there and do food giveaways and do, um, lemonade giveaways with people who do food giveaways and things like that. So give back and don't procrastinate and everything takes time. Those yes. are the biggest lessons I've learned. Amazing. Yeah, great. So you you also mentioned about, you know, like the people who you helped. Can you tell us like some of the donations or charity work that you have done? So Miss Mo Flossie, she does, she had, she does food giveaways. And when she does food giveaways, I'll um, oftentimes I'll give come out and help and do lemonade giveaways so I'll do the drinks for that drinks and cookies sometimes and sometimes I'll do like um, blueberry muffins blueberry lemon muffins and then at the food project I go there and juice and they do like they do special dinners on certain days um, so I'm gonna go there and do a do different lemonade flavors with the kids and help them as um, they help them mix it up and donate it to them when they do their food their dinner giveaways so I'm going to do special flavors that's for eliminate for Baltimore on one of those days got it got it yeah so and great yep what else the food project is a organization that Farmanel that Farmanel has exposed me to and it is a a commercial kitchen and it's also to help no food deserts and bring they bring dinner to the communities and things like that Got it. Yeah, wonderful. So where can people learn more about you and your business? People can follow me on social media at Lemontopia Baltimore on on Facebook and Instagram. And they can um, my email is lemontopia.baltimore at gmail.com. They can always email me and DM me on Instagram and things like that. Got it. Yeah, that's great. So I guess last two question is, you have a dream of actually studying to be a pastry chef in Paris. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, and also what is your plan for Lemontopia overall? For at this point, I guess before you go uh, study, become a chef. Yeah. So for Lemontopia, I would like to get a schoolie, which is a converted school bus that is normally typically like a house that people live on and travel around the world. But I would like my schoolie to be half camper and half cafe. So. On the back end, it will open up. It will be a lemonade and dessert cafe where people can sit, excuse me, can sit in and have lemonade and dessert and just talk and things. And it's just going to be a pretty place. And on the other end, I would like it to be a camper where me and my mom and my sister can stay as we travel around and bring lemonade to these lemonades, different specialty lemonade flavors to different places around the, around the country. And then one day, eventually, I would like to bring it around the world. Wow. 
What a great dream. Yeah, I love that idea. You can travel around with your family and your business too. Yeah. So what inspired you wanted to become a chef? I actually wanted to study in Paris. Yeah, overall. Is it because of this business that you have been doing? Um, what inspired me to become a chef was just like I like being in the kitchen and I like experimenting with different flavors and I would like watch the kids baking championships and Chef Cat I would see her she would post like all these pretty food pictures and stuff like that and I love seeing those things and they always made me want to try them and mix and try and mix them up and things like that have inspired me to start my business with my and start my culinary journey and so throughout that now I'm going to be featured in one of Chef Cat's calendars um, for next year and things like that. Wow. Great. Great. Yeah. So last question actually to wrap up our interview is how would you encourage other kids to start with anything or to, you know, to start a business, to start learning how to cook and start a lemonade stand and just anything that they're interested in or passionate about? Well, I would like them to pick something that they really like to do. So just do it for them and don't do it for like something else. Make sure that they're really passionate about about what they want to do. Make sure they enjoy it and they have fun doing it. And let them know that it's going to take time. It's not they're not just going to jump right there, jump right out and make a whole lot of money the first day or get everything done in the first day. You have to prepare, take time to prep and do preparations and make sure everything is complete and just take your time and like what you're like what you do and you'll eventually get where you want to be. Great. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jemaya. You you amaze me. Like really, by talking to you, I was like, oh this this girl, like you initiate all these efforts yourself and you talk so confidently and you know what you're doing and you know where you're going. And this is just amazing yeah, to see how confident and how good you are at communicating and also deliver your ideas. I'm sure you will be very successful no matter what kind of path that you choose to go on. Yeah, really. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Spark Creators Podcast at peachandplumlab.com.